Okay, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to continue on the series of faith. And today I'm going to preach something which is a little deeper, which is more revelation, and I believe that you are ready to receive it. What is faith? Faith is simply what you believe, as we have always been sharing in this church. Faith is what you believe. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Amen? So faith comes by hearing, and when you hear, you get words that convince you about the truth that is in the Word of God. How is faith released? It is one thing to have faith come in your heart. It is another thing to release faith. The primary way that faith is released, as we see in the scriptures, is by speaking. Believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and you will be saved. We having the same spirit of faith, we believe and therefore we speak. However, tonight I want to teach us that faith is not as simple as just believing and speaking. Yes, there is believing and speaking, but it must go deeper than just agreeing to the doctrine that you are taught and speaking it. Because if you will notice, there are people who get sick, people who are in poverty, people who are in depression, who have been taught, even in our church, that by his stripes you are healed. You are delivered from all the power of darkness, that God has given you all that you need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus, right? We can agree to it, we can speak it, and yet not see the kingdom manifest in our lives. People can be confessing, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus, and still die before the time. Amen. So there is a huge difference between agreeing with the Word of God in your mind and believing in your heart. And that is the area where most people miss faith. Because faith is not just mental agreement to a doctrine or a truth. Faith is a belief that begins deep in your heart, in your spirit, which you proclaim by using the principles of faith that we see in the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So we understand as we study scriptures that the worlds, everything that we see in the universe including this earth were framed, put into order, put into place by the word of God, by faith. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So that whatever you see, the sun, the moon, the stars, the mountains, the animals, the birds, everything that you see, it was made out of things you cannot see. Are you with me? That's what the scripture is saying. So there is another dimension that is greater than this three-dimensional world. This three-dimensional world is time, space, and matter. Time, space, and matter. 
Time was created by God. Space was created by God. Matter was created by God. But God exists above time, space, and matter. God is a spirit. You cannot see the spirit realm, and yet the spirit realm is more real, is greater and more powerful than the natural realm. Because God is spirit. Are you with me? So everything that you see was made out of things which are not visible, but yet existing, yet real. Are you with me? So you have to understand how faith operates from this scripture. Because this is where we see people operating by faith. This whole chapter. Now if you look at Romans chapter 5. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 4 verse 17. This verse tells us that God is a God of faith. Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That's God speaking to Abraham. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So this is the way God operates. God calls those things which do not exist as though they exist. That is the God that you serve. Our God is a God who calls those things which do not exist yet as though it exists. For example, in Genesis chapter 1, before there was light, what did God say? Let there be light and light came into being. Let there be the sun, the moon, the stars. Let there be the planets. Let there be the mountains. Let there be the rivers. Let there be the birds, the bees, and the animals, the plants, the fruit. God spoke. So God called by His words those things that do not exist. But when He spoke it, they came into being. God called Abraham the father of many nations before he was a father. And because God called him that, it, did, it manifested in his life. So that is how God operates. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. God framed the world by his word. The word word there is the word rema, right? Everyone say rema. See, unless you get this, you will be always frustrated in your faith. You will keep on confessing, you will keep on agreeing, and yet you will not see the breakthroughs in your life. The worlds were framed by the rema of God, the spoken word of God. The worlds were framed by the rema, not the logos, which is a complete revelation of God in the scriptures. By the rema of God, what God spoke. Faith is a creative force. Faith gives substance to the things that you hope for. The things that you do not see, but faith gives substance to it. That means faith can create what is not there. Faith can bring into existence what is not there in your life. Faith can bring healing when there is sickness in your body. Faith can bring strength when there is weakness in your life. Faith is a creative force. You see, we know that God is omnipotent. That means God has all power within Himself. God doesn't have to go and get power from anywhere. God is omnipotent. That means all power is in Him. 
Are you with me? But how did God release the power that is in him? God spoke. God spoke. In the beginning, there was nothing. What existed in the beginning? Nothing except God. Before time, it was God who existed. Nothing else was there. But God was always omnipotent. God was omniscient and God was omnipresent. The word omnipotent means he has all potential within himself. But that power did not produce anything until God spoke. And the moment God spoke, everything came into being. Hallelujah. That is the way God operates. Are you with me? So faith is a creative force. Faith is not, I believe and I speak, I believe and I speak. You must understand that faith is a creative force. And when you learn to apply the principles of faith, you can also frame your world. You can bring forth a desired life. You can bring forth success in your life. You can bring forth victory in your life by your faith. Hallelujah. You see, before anything existed, God existed, right? So where was the moon? Where was the star? Where were the mountains, the trees? Where were they? Did God have to go and buy some sand from somewhere and then make the mountains? No. Where was the mountains? Where were the planets? Where were, where were you and me? If there was nothing except God, it means this. Everything was in God. All the mountains were in God. All the planets were in God. All the animals were in God. It was not outside because there was nothing. See, when we create, how do we create? We go and we buy Sand, gravel, mud, paint, and we put them together. And we say, I created this. You didn't create it. You just put things together. The sand was created by God. The painting was created by God. The cement was created by God. Right? But when God created, did God go and get something from somewhere? No, because there was nothing. So everything came from God. It was in God. All the animals that are on the planet, it was in God. Amen. But how did God bring it forth? He spoke. When He spoke, they came into reality. But how did God speak? You see, God envisioned within himself. The sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the birds, everything. He envisioned. He saw it in himself and then he spoke it into being. You must understand this. Hallelujah. 
See, that's why we said death and life are in the power of the tongue. You see, your mouth determines the course of your life. James chapter 2, the Bible says, your mouth, even though it's a small organ, it can set your whole life on fire. Or it can change the direction of your life. Like the rudder of a ship. That's why your words are powerful. Because we are created in the image of God. You see, spirit beings operate by speaking. We are created in the image of God. How does God operate? God doesn't operate by going to the market and buying with His hands and feet and coming home and creating. No. How did God create? He spoke. If you get this, I tell you, this revelation, it will revolutionize your faith. He spoke. God created us in His image. Adam was formed out of the dust of the earth, but Adam was still inanimate. There was no life in him until God, He breathed into Adam. Adam became a living being. Some translations say Adam became a speaking spirit. Just like God, a son of God. So now Jesus comes, look at Mark chapter 11, to show us how we must also operate. Now we know that Jesus is the son of God, right? But we also know that he's a man, a unique man, the second Adam. You see, when God created Adam, God created Adam to be just like him. The only difference was that Adam had a body. God does not have a body. But God put his spirit in Adam so that Adam could be the ruler of the earth. The ruler of the earth was not God, it was Adam. Why? Because God is spirit, the earth is physical and natural. So God cannot have access to the natural realm except through Adam who in his spirit is like God, but in his body he is managing the earth, ruling the earth. Are you following me? So for God to have access on the earth, He needs a man who will submit to Him. Even for Satan to have access on the earth, He needs a man. Any evil spirit to operate on the earth needs a man. God needs a man. But Adam sinned. And when Adam sinned, he lost his union with God. He died spiritually. And so, instead of being the son of God that he was created to be, he became a sinner. And all men became sinners. So man lost the ability to rule and reign over the earth as sons of God. And they were oppressed by the enemy. And they were condemned by sin. And therefore, they could not operate on the earth. So God sent Jesus as the second Adam to show us again how we are created to operate, to rule and dominate over the earth. 
And that is why Jesus did not come with all His divinity, all His glory. The Bible says He emptied Himself, left His glory in heaven, came as a man and lived as a man. Yes, without sin, but yet as a man. Luke, um, Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, not Jesus from heaven, Jesus of Nazareth, His earthly identity with the Holy Ghost and power so that He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was was with him. So Jesus operated as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit in union with God to show us, all of us, this is the way you are supposed to live your life. Jesus is our example. Jesus is not just your God. He's not just your Savior. Jesus is the prototype of who you are supposed to be. Do you know that your faith life has a picture from God? And that picture is Jesus. That is, the, that is your goal. How, how do I operate in faith? Till you operate like Jesus. Oh, it's too difficult. No, it's not difficult. God has already given you the ability to do that. So how does Jesus operate? Look at Mark chapter 11 in verse 14. In response, Jesus said to it, Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Right? He was hungry. He was going back to Bethany. And then there was a fig tree. He thought there would be some fruit. He went to it. There was no fruit. So Jesus spoke to the fig tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. The next morning when they come back, they find out that the fig tree has withered from the root. When Jesus spoke, it changed the reality of the tree. When Jesus spoke, it changed the DNA of the tree. When Jesus spoke, His words manifested on the tree. So Peter turns around to Jesus and says, Look, the tree which you, which you cursed has withered away. Verse 21. Verse 22, so Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. Many scholars say that word faith in God should be translated, have the God kind of faith. Use your faith like God uses faith. Learn to use faith the way God operates. That's what it means. How does God operate? Verse 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain or whoever speaks to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Remember, what did God do in Genesis chapter 1? God said, God said, God, let there be light. God said, and then, bang, God said, Bang. God said then. So Jesus came to reveal to us how we created in the image of God can function like God here on the earth by using the principles of faith which God put into the universe. See, when God created the universe, He created gravity. 
whether you know gravity or not, whether you can define gravity, whether you know the formula of gravity, gravity is working. Yes or no? Yes. In the same way, whether you know the principles of faith, whether you know the definition of faith, do you know that faith is working in your life? Because you're always saying, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Do you know your faith is working? That's why you act stupid at times. Because you always say, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. Do you talk like that? Exactly. Your faith is working. Very well, I tell you. I'm telling you the truth. Faith is a law. It operates all the time. That is why people have what they say. When somebody says, I am a champion, I am a champion, I will become a champion. They believe it with all their heart. They become. It works even for people of the world who are not Christians. Amen. So how does faith operate? The God kind of faith. The God kind of faith operates by believing in your heart and not doubting and speaking. Speaking. Whoever says, not say once, says, says, says. All right? So, your words are important. He shall have whatever he, can you say it with me? Whatever he says, whatever he says. All right. So, let me tell you this. The answer to your life. Do you know it's already in you? Everything you need for life is already in you. Now, hold that thought. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Look at verse 20 to 21. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Now, we know in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught us to pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So many times we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Oh, kingdom come. We sing kingdom come, Lord. Hallelujah. We sing all those things. And then we are wondering, where is the kingdom going to come from? And sometimes people come and tell you, there's open heavens over you. So you look around, open heavens. Where is the kingdom going to come from? Let me tell you tonight where the kingdom is going to come from. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. What is Jesus saying? The kingdom of God does not come from what you see with your external eyes. If you are looking for the kingdom, a bush, a bird, if looking for some, for, some, for some glory cloud, that's not the kingdom. Look at the next verse. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is... Within you. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the king's domain. It's the king's authority and rule. So when Jesus cast out demons, the Bible says the kingdom of God is at hand, right? Jesus cast out demons by the kingdom of God. 
Jesus multiplied bread by the kingdom of God. The presence is the kingdom of God. Wisdom is the kingdom of God. Healing is the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Prosperity is the kingdom of God. See, kingdom of God is everything in heaven that manifests on the earth is the kingdom of God. So the Pharisees asked him, where is the kingdom going to come? Are you going to come and make a physical kingdom? Jesus says, the kingdom of God is not physical. You cannot see with your eyes. So if you are looking for the kingdom to come from here and there or from that person, that means God's, God's success is going to come to you from America. God's success is going to come to you from, or from that place or from this person or from somewhere, somewhere breakthrough will come. You are going to miss the kingdom. Because Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. So let me tell you this. The answer to your life is within you. Not from you. I'm not saying it's from you. I'm not saying you create yourself. No. It's within you. Because God put it in you in salvation. See, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, Everything that pertains to life and godliness, He has already given to us. Because we are partakers of the nature of God through His promise. Through the new covenant, I am a partaker of the nature of God. That means the same nature in God is in me. The same nature in Jesus is in me. The same life in God is in me. Everything that pertains to my life, He has already given to me. So you're looking everywhere for your breakthrough, right? And you forgot to look in your heart. Sometimes you ask people, How's, how, how are you doing? Ah, Pastor, I'm still waiting for my breakthrough. See, they don't understand the principles of God. Everything for the success of your life is in you. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, the answer is in you. It's in you. The kingdom of God is in you. Where did Facebook come from? From the heart of the man. The imagination, the creativity. And that's how he became a billionaire. Where did Taj Mahal come from? In the heart, the mind, the imagination of the Creator, and it came. Everything that you see on the earth today, buildings made by man, it was first in the heart of man. It was first imagined. It was first dreamed. It was first envisioned. It was first seen within, and then it came out. That's the way God operates. That's the way God made man to operate. Hallelujah. So your healing, where is it? It's in you. Your deliverance is in you. Your miracles is in you. Your gifts, your prosperity, your success is in you. Don't blame anyone. My father's fault, pastor's fault, 
government's fault. That's why it's not coming out. You know what's it called? It's called offense. And what does offense do? Offense blocks the well. The well is here. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart flows your life, flows the issues of life. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22, 24. Heart, out of your heart flows your life. Your life comes out of your heart. But what is offense? Offense is that big stone that stops the well from flowing out. And you're angry with everyone, angry with your father, angry with the church, angry with all the people. That's the reason why it's your heart. It's no one's fault. One day when you get to heaven, you will be kicking yourself. It's your heart. Your life will come out of your heart. You know why? It's very simple. Your heart is the gateway of heaven. Your heart is the gateway of heaven. There's a door to heaven that God has given you. And that door is your spirit. Because through your spirit, you connect with the spirit realm. Through the spirit, you are in union with God. Do you realize that? You see, you are a unique human being. Because you are the only one that is on this earth that can access the spirit realm and also the natural realm. Your dog cannot do it. Your cat cannot do it. But you are a spirit being. You have a body. So with the body, you can influence the natural realm. But with your spirit, you have access to God. You have access to heaven. You have access to the Holy Spirit so that you can hear from God in your heart and bring it to the earth. You are the gateway. So when we say, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, where is it going to come from? From you. Healing is not dropping on the streets on people unless you go and lay hands on them. God's love is not just manifesting in every house unless you go, open your mouth and tell them, God loves you. And then they break down and cry because from your heart you said, God loves you. Bam! The kingdom came. Are you with me? So all that you need to succeed as a believer is within you. And you know why this is so important? Operating in faith. Because if you don't learn faith, you will not operate as a son of God. John chapter 17 verse 6. What is the greatest revelation that Jesus came to give us of God? Don't have time to go to the scriptures reading. John chapter 17 verse 6. Jesus says, I have come to manifest your name to your disciples that you have given me. What is that name Jesus manifested? It was not Yahweh. It was not El Shaddai. It was Baba. Abba Father. Abba. Jesus came to tell us that God is not just God. He is your heavenly Abba. Do not worry what you will eat, what you drink, because your heavenly Father cares for you. So the greatest revelation of God that we see in the Scriptures is that God is a loving Father. God is love. Can you say amen? Amen. We should tell you and me, the greatest revelation of you, what is it? The 
the greatest revelation of you is not that you are an apostle, a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist. It's not that you are more than a conqueror. The greatest revelation of you is this. You are a son. If God is a father, you are a son. And it was always God's desire from the very beginning to have sons. Not sinners saved by grace. No, sons. Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse 9 and 10. I don't know whether I can finish this tonight. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Is it up there on the screen? Look at that. Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for everyone. Next verse. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory. What he's saying is this. Jesus came, died on the cross, and tasted death for you and me, so that the Father will have many sons that come to him. Sons. Sons. God is not looking for Baptists. He's not looking for revivalists. Not, not looking for Pentecostals or Charismatics. God is looking for sons. Can you say amen? Sons. Sons. Look at Romans chapter 8. And this is where we miss it because we use terms like Christians. We use terms like denominational terms. We use terms like I'm a sinner saved by grace. And we never come to the real essence of Scripture and what is in the Father's heart. The Father's heart was always sons. Look at verse 29, Romans 8, 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. That means we are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Just like Jesus, that he, Christ, might be the firstborn among many brethren. So Christ is the firstborn. Can you say firstborn? The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, he's the firstborn from the dead. Firstborn means what? Jesus is the beginning of a new race. A new creation race. That when you believe in Jesus, you become a new creation. But Jesus was the first. A new type of species called God and man together. God and man together. So that even today, Jesus in heaven is also the man. Having a body. Hallelujah. A new race that never existed before. God and man in the same person. And what is that called? Sons of God. We are in the image of Jesus himself. Romans chapter 8, look at verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. What is creation waiting for? More Baptists? More revivalists? No, creation is waiting for the believers to manifest the true identity. Creation which has been corrupted by sin is waiting for you and I to begin to walk in a true identity as sons. Sons. Can you say sons? Sons. Women are included here, okay? Sons in the Bible, the term has no gender. But please don't act too sonly all the time. <laughs> you are a son. 
That means you are just like Jesus. You conform to the image of Jesus. Hallelujah. A new creation race that is created to function on the earth. Like Adam should have functioned, but he could not. So Jesus came to show us how to function. So that now we are, by our faith in Christ, conformed to the image of Jesus, so that Jesus said, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will also do. Means what? We are created to function like Jesus. How did Jesus function? John chapter 5, look at verse 19. Jesus operated by seeing. If you get this, I tell you, it will make you so excited. What does Jesus say? John 5, 19. I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. Ah, what He sees, what He sees, what He sees. Jesus operated by seeing, not by hearing. Of course, there's a hearing in the seeing. Jesus saw the Father do something and then He did it. Jesus operated by seeing. But he himself said, the kingdom is not by external observation. So Jesus did not look to see a a dove flying and then, oh, Jesus did not look to see rainbow. We see rainbow, God is with us. If there's no rainbow, then? In fact, there's been no rainbow for about two months in Kohima. Where is God now? Amen. Feather. Oh, God is with us. Feather. If no feather, then? Nothing wrong with those signs, but you don't need those signs. Jesus operated by seeing, but He Himself said, the kingdom of God is not externally observed. It is within you. So this is what I propose. Jesus saw inside Him. Jesus saw internally. In his relationship with the Father, when he was praying, when he's meditating, when he's in union with God, he saw in him, he saw in his spirit, the Father do things. The Father healed the blind man that way. The Father miraculously, miraculously multiplied the bread and he did it. Whatever he saw, he did it. Whatever he saw, he did it. And that's how Jesus operated. When Jesus spoke, it was because he saw it. Come out, you evil spirit. Jesus says, everything I did, I saw it. He didn't imagine just blindly. He saw the Father do it. That means God spoke to him first. Are you following? God spoke to him. You see, the Bible says God called Abraham and Abraham obeyed. So before Abraham obeyed, God called. How did God call? Let me give you an idea how God called Abraham. Look at Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. Genesis 15 verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. 
the word of God came to Abraham in a, what's a vision? A vision is a picture you see. It's like movies, but it's intern, internal. It's like the film on the inside. God's word came to Abraham in a vision, in a picture. Are you with me? Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus operated by seeing. Seeing. Hallelujah. Before Jesus did, he saw. Before Jesus spoke, he saw where? In the spirit. Amen. See, before God created this three-dimensional world, it was God who existed. So, what does it mean? It means this. God has authority over time, space, and matter. God is more powerful than time. God is more powerful than space. God is more powerful than matter. Do you agree? Yes, God can. That's why God can go to your past. God can go to your future. God can go to your present. God exists out of time. And that's why the sacrifice of Jesus is for eternity. All the way to Adam and all the way to the future. Why? Because God exists out of time. The eternal God died. That means His sacrifice is eternal. Can you say amen? Amen. Are you getting it? Okay. So God created you also to have authority over time, space, and matter. And that is how faith operates. Faith can create a power from God that can give you dominion over time, space, matter. And Jesus proved that to us. How did he do it? John chapter 2. He multiplied, or I'm sorry, he, he, he made water to wine. Water to wine. Right? And how did he do it? In an instant. In nature, naturally, water turns to wine. It takes about four to five years. For you to plant a grape vineyard, for it to grow, for it to produce grapes. But then you don't use wine from the first grapes. You let it drop. And then it's only by the third or the fourth that you actually begin to use it for winemaking. But what's in the wine? It's water. So the water that falls to the ground till the time it becomes wine is about three, four, five years, depending on what kind of quality of wine you want. Whether you want vinegar wine, like in Nagaland, or you want good wine, like in France. Right? But what did Jesus do? He compressed time and immediately water bypassed the vineyard, bypassed the grapes, bypassed all the hard work. Compressed time and he made wine on the spot. Proving that you and I, by our faith, can live above time. What does it mean? Why don't you say, my youth is renewed like the eagles? Instead of every day saying, buri huazuhu, buri huazuhu. See, when you say, I'm buri, 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 you are putting yourself under time. Your words should be above time. 
Caleb said when he was 85 years, 85 years old, give me this mountain. I'm reminded of that Singapore preacher who came to our church, 80 year old. He said, I have the faith of Caleb. He's still going around, 85 years old, all over the world doing deliverance seminars. Some of you are acting like you're 80 years old when you're just 30. See, faith is more than just, faith is more than just, I believe I speak, I believe I speak, but nothing is happening in your life. You see, faith, your believing and speaking must mean something to you out of which you are acting. What does it mean to you that by your stripes I'm healed? What does it mean to you internally? Amen. What about space? When the centurion came to Jesus, it's in Matthew chapter 8, you can look at it later, and said, my, my servant is sick. Jesus says, I will come to your house. The centurion said, no need to come. I know that you are a man under authority. If you speak the word, my servant will be healed. So what did Jesus say? Go your way, he is healed. When the centurion came back to his house, he found out at the same time that Jesus said, he got healed. Proving that he has authority over space. He doesn't have to be in that house. He speaks and space can be overcome. Like so many times we've had miracles online. We just spoke and they got healed in Guwahati. They got healed in Delhi. They got healed in Dimapu. What is that? God is over space. By your faith, you can transcend space. And Jesus multiplied bread and fish, 5008. Jesus put mud in the eyes and it became an eye. Jesus walked on water, proving what? He's master of matter. Why does God want you to use faith? God wants you to use faith so that you can overcome the circumstances of the world. You will not live under the dominion of the circumstances, time, space, matter. You can overcome that. You can be young when you are 80 years old, like Abraham was when he was 100 years old. How did God transcend Abraham's timetable when he was 100 years old? His body is dead. Sarah's body is dead. But God said, God said to Abraham, Hey, Abraham, from today you are not Abraham, you are Abraham. See, whenever God says something to you, God wants His Word to create a picture within you. You know what that is called? Romans chapter 12, verse 2, renewing your mind. What is in your mind? Your mind, you know, is filled with imagination. Your mind is not just, I can read, I can write, I can memorize. Your mind is imagination. Imagination is the loyance of your mind. Loyance. The reproductive power of your mind is called imagination. So when God told Abraham, you are now from today the father of many nations. God wanted Abraham to take the word and begin to speak it and speak it so that that word will paint a picture in Abraham's heart 
that he would begin to see that he's the father. And the moment he began to see, he became. Whatever you see, you can have. See, when God told Abraham, look at the stars in the sky. Look at the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars and as numerous as the sand. When God told Abraham that, God wanted Abraham to get a picture. A picture. Not just hear the word. A picture in his heart of what will come out of him. Physical descendants, spiritual descendants. Billions of people. So Abraham believed, and because Abraham believed, God was able to put this plan of redemption into action. See, why does God give you the Word when you read the Word? See, is it just because you read the Word, God will bless you? So we remember, and we run to the work. And we run to our school. But the word is just very shallow. It just came here and went here. It never went here. It did not change your internal picture. So you hear the word, by his stripes we are healed. You're hearing, you're hearing. But inside, you still see yourself sick. You don't see yourself healed. Ah. The Word has not renewed your mind. The Word has not renewed your imagination of who you are. So you come to the church and you hear the Word. You are more than a conqueror. So the pastor says, you're more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm, I'm blessed with that. You say it and you think you'll be blessed because you say it and you go back home. You're still broke. You're still weak. You know why? You never let the word change the picture on the inside. It always begins with the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So God gives you his word. His word should change the picture that you see within yourself of who you are. It's called renewing your mind. Your imagination must begin to change. See yourself as God sees you. We confess, I'm the righteousness of God, right? Let me ask you the question. Do you see yourself righteous? Do you see yourself blessed? Or are you thinking, if I speak, I will be blessed? Then that's not faith. You must speak what you believe. Your belief is what you see within you that the Word has shaped Amen. Hallelujah. What do you see on the inside? That's why I tell people in the church, our young people, volunteers, the word, get the word, because the word will change your image on the inside. But they don't love the word. Very simple. If you don't love the word, you don't love your life. If you neglect the word, you have chosen to neglect your life and you've chosen to neglect your future. Because God begins with the word. God comes to Abraham and gives him word. Abraham, he gets it. 
it changes the image from within. He begins to speak. He begins to speak. It becomes a reality. When God, when Jesus told Peter, Peter said, if it is you, let me walk on water. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, come. The moment Jesus said, come, it created the possibility in his heart that I too can walk on water. The other disciples did not. Because Jesus did not tell them, come. Jesus said to Peter, come. So when you hear the word of God, you must receive it in your heart. That's why see Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This word of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Meditate, I am healed by the stripes. I am healed, I am healed by the stripes. You meditate in it day and night, for then you will observe to do according to all that is written in it, and then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. See, when you meditate, don't just speak thinking that by my speaking, I'll be blessed. See, some people pray trying to convince God. They fast, hoping that God is convinced by your fasting. Let me tell you this. Faith is not convincing God. You know why? God is already convinced. He already wants to bless you. God is convinced to bless you because of Jesus. You don't have to convince God. You know, by fasting, you're twisting his hand. Fasting. Murgi divide. Healing divide. Acha didiwo. Kali didiwo. Child divo. We're convincing God so much. Twisting his arm by our fasting. Let me tell you this. God is already convinced that he has his best for you because you are a son. Yeah, you are a joint heir with Christ. You don't have to convince him. You need to convince yourself. You need to convince your heart. And how do you do it? Take the word. Whether it's a prophetic word you got or the word of God. Healing, prosperity, victory. You meditate on it. Meditate. Imagine the word. Think of the word. Every little word you think. And let it change your internal image of what you see, who you see about yourself. Don't just speak because you are hearing somebody say, like pastor say, come on, everyone say, I'm healed. I'm healed, you say it. But on the inside, you still feel sick. You still see yourself sick. You cannot see yourself blessed. And that's why your faith is not working. You cannot see yourself prospering. And that's why you're not prospering. The kingdom of God is within you. And that's why don't be so quick to just repeat the words. Meditate, meditate, and let it build up. And let it build up. And then when you speak, it's powerful. That's when it becomes a creative force. Hallelujah. See, we don't confess to convince God. We don't confess to get a miracle. As far as God is concerned, He's already given you. We speak to release the kingdom. Hallelujah. 
In Genesis chapter 13, verses 14, 15, 16, God tells Abraham, Look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. As far as your eyes can see, whatever you can see, it's yours. Today, how does it apply to me? As simple as this. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think or desire. Which means, if you can see it, God can do more than that. So if you can see it, you can believe for it, and God will give it to you, because God can do more than what you desire, what you see within you. But it must be created by His Word. It must be created by what He speaks to you. You just can't imagine that I'm going to be a Hollywood star, a Bollywood star. No, it's not that kind of desires. It's talking about the kingdom. It's talking about the Word. Do you see yourself prospering? Do you see yourself getting a harvest from all the seed you have sown? Do you see yourself healed? Or do you see yourself weak, sick? Do you see yourself dying at 60? Some people speak, People talk like that. Baba bi murishe, Julie. Ama bi Julie murishe. See, what kind of movies are playing in your heart is so important. Because there's a reproductive power to your imagination. God saw and He spoke and it came into being. What do you see when you're praying? What do you see when you're meditating on the Word? That is what you speak. Every corner of this building I saw before it came to being. I saw it. In prayer, in meditation, I saw the building. So how did I operate? I began to speak. I began to call forth the building. See, when God comes to us, when we are at Hotel Fira and tells you, you're going to go to the nations. The purpose of God speaking to you is so that His Word creates a picture in us that even though we are a seed, God wants us to see the harvest. You see, even though we are here, small, God wants us to see the future. God wants us to see the end. Because God always operates from the end to the beginning. Right? So God says, you're going to go to the nations. So even though we couldn't believe it, here we began to imagine we're going to go to the nations. Because God said, God said, nations, nations. So when we begin to believe it, and we begin to speak it, and our hearts begin to change, that image begins to change, it manifests. What is the picture you get of you? When the Bible says you are a son of God. 
A son of God only to receive the Father's love. Oh, so nice to be blessed. So nice to feel like a son. Oh, so nice to feel secure. Or, see, there are two sides to it. God is a father and you are a son, so you receive love. But it also means now you are the function on the earth as a son of God. Like Jesus. Wherever you go, take dominion over sickness. Right? How did Jesus cast out demons? He didn't go with a Bible and bang them. Right? We do that here, don't we? How do we cast out demons? Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke. How do sons operate? Sons operate by speaking. 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 Now, Jesus also used anointing oil, but that's one or two places in Scripture we see. Most of the time, He was speaking. He spoke to the waves. He spoke to the bread. He spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the demons. He rebuked Peter. Amen. That's why if you are a son of God, you will begin to take your word seriously. Take your word seriously. Whatever you say, your faith is there. According to your faith, your life. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. If you study sayings of Jesus, very few places he says, I don't like, I don't like. We are so quick to always say, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. Every time you talk, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, you're creating a negative path in your brain. You are training yourself to only see the negative, what you don't like. Amen. Hallelujah. Begin to say what the word says. I am rich in Christ. I am blessed. I'm strong. I'm a son of God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have a sound mind. I have wisdom for every situation. Don't say, Don't talk like that. Say, I have wisdom for every situation. Do you have wisdom? You may not have it then, but speak the solution. Kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Do you see yourself beyond 80? Do you see yourself retiring or do you see yourself refiring? Amen. How do you see God? How do you see yourself? You see, that's so critical to your faith. For God to release His kingdom, He needs you. Because you 
are a new creation race. By your spirit, you can connect with the spirit realm and hear from God. And then by your faith, you can release it. That's why Elijah saw the rain. He heard from God, the rain is coming, the rain is coming. He saw it. Where was he? His head was between his knees. He was praying, but he saw it. So he told his servant, go and look. What was he doing? He was praying. What he saw, he was praying to manifest. The faith of one man could bring rain because he saw it. Amen. The servant went seven times. He could not see anything. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. See, Elijah was the gateway. He saw it. And because he saw it, he was praying, he was believing, he was believing. So what he saw here, suddenly it manifested there. That means what he saw here went into the physical dimension. And began to grow. And the rain came. When you pray for healing, can you see body parts? Or do you only see death and cancer? There was a man that went to Catherine Kuhlman's healing miracle services. And after the service was over, he was testifying. Wow. It's so amazing. I could see body parts everywhere. Angels coming with hearts. Angels coming with organs. So that the people could receive. Not everyone could see it. He had the gift. Is heaven far or is heaven here? The kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. There are body parts in heaven. There's money in heaven for all that you need. But your heart is the gateway. Amen. Hallelujah. So allow the word to change this, renewing your mind. You see, when Paul said to pray, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge and understanding of him so that my eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. What's the eyes for? The eyes are for seeing, but it's not your physical eyes. Paul is saying the eyes of your understanding. So that means there is an internal picture that you see that causes you to understand. It's an internal picture. The eyes of your understanding. It's not the mind of your understanding. The eyes of your understanding. Right? It's talking about your internal pictures. Internal pictures. That's why the language of God is so often in dreams and visions. 
dreams and visions. Why? Dreams and visions are pictures, pictures, pictures. God speaks to us about the lamb, the lamb, the lion. Why? It's a picture. It's a picture to show to you Jesus is the lion and the lamb. Pictures. It is when we see pictures when praying, we, the word of knowledge, we declare it, people get healed. Before I went to America, I would sit on my bed and imagine I am driving in America before I got my visa. I would imagine I'm in America and I'm believing I'm going to go there, I'm going to study. I would see myself sitting in the room, classroom. Amen. Do you see yourself single your whole life? Praise the Lord. Let me not go there. Dangerous area. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come, let's stand to our feet. You see, the words of people around you has given you a picture inside your heart. You know what that picture is called? It's image. It's giving you a false image. An image of poverty, an image of weakness, an image of shame. Image of sickness. That image, do you know what it is? It's a lie. It's a lie from Satan. We are transformed into the same image from glory to. See, God wants to change the images within you. How? By beholding Jesus. Beholding the glory of the Lord, God wants to change your internal images. And when your images are changed, you are transformed. Because we are created to function by seeing. Hallelujah. So when you see yourself righteous, you act righteous. You see yourself sanctified. How many of you are trying to be very holy? Can I see your hands? Yes, all want to be holy, right? What if God told you you're already sanctified? See, the moment you think I'm sanctified, there's a power internally that gives you grace to say no to sin, right? Do you know that you're already sanctified? It's very different from trying to be sanctified. When you believe, I am sanctified, you begin to see yourself as a saint. You're going to see yourself as holy. And the power is released to think holy, to feel holy, to walk holy. But if you've been taught you're not holy enough, you're not holy enough yet, you're not holy enough, you see yourself dirty, you see yourself dirty, you see yourself dirty. And because you see yourself dirty, you think dirty, you act dirty, you feel dirty. And you're attracted to dirt. But when you see that I am sanctified, I'm already sanctified, your heart is attracted to holy things, holy words, holy books. Ah. Believing is not just mentally agreeing. Believing is here, rewiring the imaginations of your heart. Don't see yourself depressed. See yourself 
completely delivered because the Bible says so. See yourself having a sound mind. See yourself as a generous giver. Don't see yourself always as Dibina, all of Dibina. Morumbra Dibina. Nagamanukan, any Lloyd Tagedo. Don't see yourself always taking, taking from the world. Who will give to me? Who will give to me? See yourself as giving. Who am I going to give to? Who am I going to give to? Do you know that even people of the world have discovered this truth? New age people. They say money is very spiritual. Rich people, billionaires, they say money is very spiritual. When you see yourself as rich, you attract money. When you see yourself as poor, exactly. That's why when we tell people you're a backward tribe, no? it's a curse upon them. They begin to see themselves as backward. STSC. We may think it gives us an advantage. It doesn't. The majority of us stay in that image. We, doesn't, we don't come out. We don't come out of it because it's powerful. The imaginations. That's why you think, don't think like a Naga. I'm a Naga, I'm a headhunter, headhunter. No. I'm a son of God. Son of God. Son of God. Operate like my father. Son of God. I'm a son of God. When you start thinking like that, you begin to have kingly values, kingly attributes. See, the moment I start thinking like that, I want to dress well. Because I reflect the Father. I want to talk with manners and honor. Because I reflect the Father. Why are we so rude? Because we're Naga Manu. Nah. Come. Let's declare by faith who we are. But let it come from deep in your imagination. Who are you? Hallelujah. Come on. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to declare it. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord, that by your word, you have renewed our minds and our imaginations. And I thank you, Lord, that by your word, you give us a new picture a new picture, a new image of who we are. We are not poor. We are not sinners. We are not backward. We are not defeated. We are not oppressed. We are not weak. But I thank you, Lord, because of your word, we are forgiven. We are righteous. We are the favorite of the Lord. We are more than conquerors. We are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We are conquerors over sickness and disease and over weakness and depression and fear. We are conquerors over poverty in Jesus' mighty name. Every seed I have sown is bringing forth a harvest into my life. I am 
I am prosperous in Jesus. I am rich in Christ. Hallelujah. As my soul prospers, I am prospering in all things in my life. Glory to God. I thank you that my future is blessed. Hallelujah. I am rich in God. Glory to God. The blessings of God are coming over me and overcoming, overtaking me. The blessings of God are running after me and overtaking my life. Glory to God. I'm a blessing magnet and I'm a blessing distributor. I am a blessing magnet and I'm a blessing distributor. Ha ha ha. I am a son of God. Hallelujah. And I thank you Lord that by my faith, Hallelujah. I believe that my youth is being renewed like the eagles. I thank you, Lord, that I live above time. I live above space and I live above matter. Glory to God. I thank you that you can multiply the seeds that I have sown. I thank you, Lord God, that you give me influence beyond my immediate circle. And I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. That, Lord, you make me young. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My youth is being renewed like the eagles. I thank you that my body is strong. Hallelujah. My mind is strong and sharp. Hallelujah. I'm not losing any memory. My brain cells are not dying, but my brain cells are bright and sharp and quick and powerful and full of life. And my body is full of life. Glory to God, because your life is in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you see yourself? The image within you according to the word of God. Come on, declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Do you see yourself healed? Begin to declare it. Do you see yourself prospering? Declare it. Do you see yourself strong? Do you see yourself walking in the gifts and the anointing of God? Declare it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Zena na mariante de da broko oriante de da broko ba. Sobre cada do broko komastene na mariante. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. Sobre gama le verigans don broko baste. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that whatever we see, we can have. Whatever we see, we can have. Father, I pray that you will remove the false images in our hearts. You will remove the lies that Satan has spoken to us. Society has spoken over us. People have spoken over us. Remove those lies and let the true picture, the image of the Son of God be created in our hearts so that we are conformed to the same image. Oh, brokomaste dala brokobaste. Thank you, O oh Lord. Demons are subject to our command and authority. Sickness is subject to our command and authority. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bodies have to obey when we declare by the word. Come on, declare over your body right now. Come on, speak it. Any part of your body that is in pain... Speak to your shoulder and say, shoulder, I command you to be healed. Pain in my shoulder, be removed from my body and be cast into the sea. Come on, speak it. You are a son of God. Speak to your shoulder to be free from pain. Come on, speak to your body to be healed. Come on, speak to your skin 
for the allergy to leave. Come on, speak. You are a son of God and the sons of God, we operate by speaking. Come on, we operate by speaking. Come on, speak to poverty to leave your life. Come on, speak to, to your finances, to your harvest to come to you. Come on, speak to your finances. If you can, if Jesus can speak to the fig tree, you can surely speak to your money to come. You can speak to your finances to come. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, every seed that I have sown, the harvest, come to me in Jesus' name. I command the harvest of every seed that I have sown to come to me in Jesus' name. Satan, I command you, take your hands of my finances, take your hands of my harvest in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel in my heart, the Lord is saying this. The Holy Spirit is saying this right now. Tell the people to speak to the harvest to come to them. The harvest of finances. You have sown seeds. The Lord is saying, speak to your harvest. You cannot see it, but understand this. You have authority over space. You don't have to see where, how it's coming. You speak into the Spirit and the harvest will come to you. And the Lord says, when you do it by faith, many of you, many of you will begin to see testimonies of money being transferred in your bank account. People's giving you money. Money that was stuck. Money that was borrowed is going to come back to you. It's going to come into you. Come on, begin to speak speak it right now. Come on, say this with me. Come on, say this with me. In Jesus' name, every seed that I have sown, the harvest that should be mine, the harvest that is mine, the harvest that is in my name, I command my harvest to come to me. Harvest, come to me. In Jesus' name, Satan, take your hands of my finances. Take your hands of my money. In Jesus' name. I release angels to go and bring the money to me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and give praise to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Zubrike makle bestombriki bakle. Rengniga mastobrukoba. Shikanana no mo. Shikanana no mo. Shikanana no mo. Rema mama 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest that's on the way. Oh, thank you, Lord God. We bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord God. Amen. I want you to write back the testimony this week about the harvest that comes to you. All right? About finances that come to you from unexpected quarters. I want you to write and share what the Lord will do from now onwards. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is good. Are you blessed today? Amen. Amen. Father, I just speak blessings over your people today, Lord. Blessings. Let the favor and the grace of God come upon them like rain, even as they go, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. 
If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do it. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.